0: Next chapter number one, appreciate all the good singing that we've heard tonight, and uh, appreciate the presence of God already here in this place. And I was, uh, was coming down the road, or actually this morning, uh, this passage of scripture was on my heart, and I felt the Lord would have me to preach it tonight, and I hope it'll be a help to us, and um, I want to encourage you again to invite everyone you can to the play and I know you've been uh, working this week diligently to uh, get out uh, a lot of handouts and things and so let's pray, let's ask God to speak to hearts and that the right people will come, those that need to be saved, those that need to get right with God and let's pray toward this weekend and uh, we'll have Saturday night of course at 6 o'clock will be our play and then on Sunday night uh, but then on Sunday morning uh, we'll have regular service, regular Sunday school and regular service preaching uh, like always. And so we're looking forward to a good weekend. If we all live and, and it's the Lord's will and Jesus doesn't come, amen. And if he comes before then, uh, we'll get out of here, won't we, amen. And they can have every bit of this. We don't want any of it, amen. Uh, but we are looking for the Lord to come. But invite somebody to come. And uh, also, if we can have some men to help us afterwards uh, <clears throat> or some young men, uh, anyone that wanna stay and help us clean off the, stay, the platform after the uh, service tonight, that would be much appreciated. Acts chapter number one, if you'll stand with With us in reverence to the Word of God in prayer, verse number 12, Acts chapter number 1 and verse number 12. The Bible said, Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivia, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus and Simon, Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James. These all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Father, I do ask you tonight in Jesus' name that you would help us for a few moments. I pray that you would give us the liberty and the vocabulary to speak tonight. I ask that you would touch every heart, and God, that you would do an eternal work in all of our life. I pray the Holy Spirit would have his will and way. Help us, Lord, uh, to lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. And tonight, Lord, I pray that we would not be easily distracted, but God, may we set our affections on things above and not on things of this earth. And may we hear from heaven tonight and we'll thank you for it. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen, amen. You can be seated tonight. I want you to notice with me in Acts chapter number 1 when we come to this text uh, we find ourselves somewhat in the middle uh, of both the chapter and the circumstances that are surrounding it. What I mean by that if we was to take the time tonight and look at the first 11 verses in this chapter it deals with the past as Christ has ascended up into heaven and He's given them the promise that they shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon the young. And then it deals with what we would call the present chapter here in verses 12 down through verse number 26 as uh, this chapter closes out it deals with both a prayer meeting and a business meeting and we'll see that and then when we come to chapter number 2 of course we deal it deals with the promise as Pentecost comes and we know tonight that uh, there's never going to be another Pentecost amen Uh, there was only one Pentecost Uh, I remember a few years ago a church had what they called Pentecost Sunday and uh, their goal was to baptize 3,000 people and they probably dunked 3,000 people. I doubt they uh, led 3,000 people to Christ and baptized them all on that Sunday. Uh, but there's only been one Pentecost and there always will uh, be just one Pentecost. But what I want you to see in this passage of scripture uh, that we have read tonight is that leaning up to Pentecost uh, is that there's a responsibility when it comes to Pentecost that is solely upon God. Isn't that right? I mean, a man cannot could not have brought Pentecost in chapter 1 only God could do that that's why Jesus told them to go and to wait for the promise uh, and Pentecost would not come until the Holy Spirit uh, came as a mighty rushing wind and came upon the church in that day and so there was a part that only man could do but there, or that God could do and then there was the part that was the responsibility of man and that responsibility was for them to go and to wait for the promise amen and when you think about that tonight, here's what I want you to notice. Uh, Pentecost uh, didn't just happen this way. In other words, they didn't just go about their daily activities when Jesus gave that a uh, command and just go about and then just one day they just walked in and the Holy Spirit showed up and 3,000 people got saved. Oh no, that's not what the scripture says. Uh, they received the promise uh, and then the Bible, we read it tonight where they go to Jerusalem uh, and the Bible tells us that they were praying. They were meeting in prayer until Pentecost came and here's what I want you to see before Pentecost you know what they had they had just an ordinary prayer meeting uh, kind of like what we're having tonight uh, uh, waiting for God to do what he said he would do you know tonight we're waiting for a promise amen and we're not waiting for Pentecost uh, we're not waiting for the Holy Spirit to come uh, we're waiting for Jesus to come amen Uh, and you know what we're doing tonight the same thing they're doing in this text that I just read here we are on a Wednesday night. uh, We're having an ordinary prayer meeting uh, uh, just like they had in this text here and we're waiting for a great promise to come. Uh, We don't know when it's gonna come uh, uh, but we believe it's coming as sure as they believed uh, uh, Pentecost was coming. Uh, Thank God we believe Jesus is coming tonight. Amen. I want to preach a few minutes tonight on this subject on how to have an old-fashioned prayer meeting. Amen? How to have an old-fashioned prayer meeting. You say, what do you mean? Well, I was reading this text one morning as I began reading through the book of Acts. And it just dawned on me in this passage of Scripture that while the disciples were waiting for Pentecost to come, they didn't just go about every day. Now, they did some things, I'm sure. But they had an old-fashioned prayer meeting leading up. uh, to the great Pentecost that came. And you know what? God wants us to occupy until he comes. Uh, That's why we're here tonight on a Wednesday night. I'm sure there's other places you could have been. I'm sure there's other things you could have been doing. Uh, uh, But you know what? We came tonight and we assembled ourselves together just as they they did. Uh, And we're praying together and we're waiting for the promise of Jesus to come again. Amen. Amen. What do we do? Uh, The world probably looks at us as they drive by and say, what in the world is that outfit doing down there every single Wednesday night? What can they be doing? And let's face it, there's a lot of people that go to church nowadays that looks at Wednesday night prayer meeting as a waste of time. There's a lot of pastors that uh, they're relieved because they draw the same salary one time a week is having three services. They don't have to have, quote unquote, the burden of going to church on Wednesday night. I'm going to tell you something. If church is a burden to go to on Wednesday night, you need to get right with God, even if you are the pastor. Amen. Uh, We're not in it for the money. Can we get an amen right there? It's not about a paycheck. Thank God. Uh, I'm not here tonight and you're not here tonight uh, uh, because somebody made us come uh, or because we felt obligated to come. Uh, We're here tonight because we love him. Uh, We're here tonight because we want to be with the saints. Uh, We're here tonight because in the of the week. Uh, we believe we ought to come together and gather ourselves uh, around the word of God and the songs of Zion uh, and wait for the promise to come. Uh, and we're looking for an old fashioned prayer meeting tonight, aren't we? I want to tell you how to have one uh, from the Word of God. Notice with me that this old-fashioned prayer meeting that we just read about, I want you to see that it started with the right place. Amen? Look what the Bible says in verse number 12. The Bible says, Then returned they unto Jerusalem. Amen? Uh, They they went to the Mount of Olives, which is from uh, Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. I'm telling you, listen, they went to the right place. Uh, You know what Jerusalem represents? Uh, It represents a place of worship. Amen. Whenever a Jew thought about Jerusalem they thought about worship. Amen. It represents a place of worship. It represents a place of witness. Amen. I'm telling you Jerusalem had a testimony and Jerusalem was a witness and my friend it still is. And it represents a place of wonder and a place of waiting. That's where they went. And can I say tonight that's what we need to do. If we're going to have an old fashioned prayer meeting we'd start Starts with the right place. Hallelujah. Now, some people might say, Well, you know, Brother Gravely, I had a prayer meeting, Wednesday night prayer meeting's not in the Bible. No, it's not, but I'll tell you what is Hebrews 10 25. And I'm preaching to the choir tonight, but well, you can tell anybody you want to that's not here. Hebrews 10 25 is still in the book, isn't that right? Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but so much the more exhorting one another as you see the day approaching. You know what God said? He's going to be some that's going to lay out a church. They're going to forsake the assembly. I'm not talking about working. I'm not talking about sickness. I'm talking about they're laying at the house. They're doing something else. They're out Christmas shopping tonight. They're not here at the house of God. They forsook the assembly. Amen. There's others that don't see the need. I'm telling you when your church calls a meeting we ought to go. Isn't that right? We ought to be there. And you do A good job about that, but I'm just simply saying in this text, it starts with the right place, amen. You see, that's why I think everybody ought to join a church because there's a commitment in joining a church. That's why you say, Well, I've been hurt in church, you may have, but listen, your commitment is not to people, it's to Christ. And you need a local assembly. You need a place, to, a place to go to church. Every church you read about in the Bible, I mean, you go to the church epistles and you read Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians. Uh, you read the, uh, the church of Corinth. Uh, you read those church epistles and you go down through it. They were local churches. In Revelation unto the angel, the seven churches. Right, right they were local churches and God believes you say I believe in the universal church I believe everybody saved is baptized in the body of Christ and they're part of the bride I believe that too but this book teaches my friend local church as well and my friend listen there's a local church in my area there's a local church in your area and which starts at the right place when Wednesday night rolls around it's prayer meeting time listen you can pray at your house on Monday you can pray at your house on Tuesday you can pray at your house on Wednesday but when 7 o'clock Wednesday night rolls around you know and I know where we're supposed to be at and you're here and I commend you for that but you're here because you know that and an old fashioned prayer meeting starts with the right place amen you might be able to pray in the woods and you might be able to pray on the lake I don't know if you can pray in a deer stand or not that could be dangerous but you might be able to pray in those places at other times but when it comes to an old fashioned prayer meeting It's Wednesday night, the house of God. And you get lab- we get labeled nowadays because people uh, listen. They want the easy way. They want the they want the convenient route. Can I get an amen right there? I think you'll agree with me tonight. It takes a certain level of commitment, amen, uh, to come to church on Wednesday night. And there's some people that can't be here because uh, uh, they can't see the drive at night, and I hate that for them. Uh, they'd be here if they could. We understand things like that. Uh, uh, but I'm telling you, listen. It takes a le- it takes a commitment to come out on a Wednesday night when it it's raining or when it's cold or whenever, you know, you just had a long day, but you go ahead and you do it anyway. I'm going to tell you something, for every time you go to the house of God and every time you put forth your best effort, even when you don't feel like it, others may not notice it, but there's a God in heaven, I assure you, he's got a perfect record tonight. It will not go unnoticed and it will not go unrewarded, Amen. amen. And what I mean, you don't need to be at the lake on Wednesday night. Can I get an Amen. Praise God, I'm for camping, but I tell you, don't camp on Wednesday night. You go to church on Wednesday night. Is that right? You don't golf on Wednesday night. You don't play Little League on Wednesday night. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, friend. You don't listen. You don't have li- uh, you listen. You don't put little man out there on the go. Uh, listen on the on, on the little league on Wednesday night and teach him uh, uh, that ball is more important than the house of God. Uh, oh no, you bring him to church. Uh, uh, you let him, you have him sing in the choir. You say, well, Junior don't want to sing in the choir. Well, tear. Listen, tear his tail up uh, and put him in the choir anyway. Uh, he'll learn to like it. Amen. Uh, I'm just telling you, friend. Uh, uh, when it comes to church, uh, it starts with the right place. Amen. You know, I probably should preach this on Sunday, shouldn't I? Because y'all doing pretty good tonight. Maybe I ought to repeat it sometime. It starts with the right place. And secondly, it starts with the right people. Notice what the Bible says here in verse 13. And when they were come in... And they went up into the upper room where abode, notice this, both Peter, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, and Simon and Judas, the brother of James. Now it starts with the right place because it's where we talk to God. It's where we thank God. It's where we get in touch with God. It's it's where we think on God, Amen. But it also it takes the right people. Now that doesn't mean that any now listen anybody can come. That doesn't mean that uh, people are excluded. Uh, anybody can come and anybody should come. But I think you'll agree with this tonight uh, when we look at verse number thirteen. What we notice about this old fashioned prayer meeting is that these people were disciples, Amen. Every one of them that you read about was disciples. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and while we want sinners to come on Wednesday night, hey, sinners can get it saved on Wednesday night, just like they can on Sunday morning and Sunday night. Isn't that right? Uh, uh, but it takes disciples uh, uh, to have an old-fashioned prayer meeting. Uh, uh, somebody in this text uh, has to be able to get a hold of God. Uh, somebody in this text uh, has to know God. Uh, and so these were disciples. Uh, uh, these people were not only disciples, uh, uh, but they were dedicated. Amen. Uh, they was willing to go and to wait. Until God showed up. Now let's be honest tonight. I think every Wednesday night we have church, we have a good service. But every Wednesday night's not a gully washer. Sometimes we've come in here and we've shouted it out on Wednesday night. Sometimes we've come in and just had good singing and preaching and it, it helped our hearts and we went home. But thank God we was here, wasn't we? every time you don't run the aisles, every time big things don't happen. And I I think God lets it be that way. And I don't want it to be dead. Isn't that right? That's why no matter how tired you may be, you still got to get involved in the service. Uh, I mean, you, I understand when you've worked all day. I've worked them 12-hour shifts and go to church and rush to get there and not even have time to eat supper. I know what that's like uh, uh, to go to church and your body's absolutely wore out and it's hard to keep your mind on the service because physically you're just tired. I understand that, but you got to just push through it, amen, and you got to get involved because sometimes uh, I've went to church, the dog tired, I mean, I could and hold my head up. but uh, I tell you, I said, Well, I'm going to help the preacher out. I'm going to help the singers out. Uh, and guess what? He helped me out. Amen. Uh, I went in, wore out, uh, but I came out, hallelujah, blessed, uh, because I put forth an effort. Isn't that right? Uh, I'm telling you, God's been too good to us uh, just to lay down and quit. Amen. And it takes dedication. Uh, and thank God you're here tonight, you young people, you young adults. Uh, thank God you're here on a Wednesday night. Amen. These were dedicated people. These were desiring people. Why were they praying before Pentecost? They desired to see God do something great. You know, every time you go to church on Wednesday night, don't underestimate what God may be wanting to do. He may be wanting to save somebody in your family on that Wednesday night. He may be wanting to do, he may be wanting to call somebody to preach. I remember one, uh, a few years ago, we had a Wednesday night service here just prior to a revival meeting. And uh, I'm telling you, uh, God sat down in this place. Normally, we get out of church on Wednesday night about 8, 10. Uh, I usually give invitation about 8 o'clock unless the Lord leads me to do otherwise. But uh, that's kind of just the pattern I, I've done down through the years. Uh, uh, but I remember on this particular Wednesday night, I'm telling you, God sat down. In this place, uh, and it is about 10 or 15 after 9 before we even shut the service down. Uh, Hey, it ain't like that every week, you know that. Uh, But I thank God for every Wednesday night service we've had. Uh, I thank God He allowed us to be in church tonight. I thank God He let us see each other, the brethren, the family of God. Uh, I'm glad He gave us a place where we can come and we can worship. Amen. And I want to make every service count, don't you? I want to take away something from every service, uh, and it takes the right kind of people. There's got to be some people in that service that desire to see God do something. Amen. Amen. Is that you tonight? Is that me? What did you come tonight desiring from God? I don't mind people coming in their work clothes, do you? I'm glad you come. Now, don't track mud and grease in. Somebody say amen. Somebody's done that a whole lot lately. Change your shoes before you come to the house of God. Can I get an amen? I've been meaning to say something about that right here is as good a time as any. Put you a good pair of shoes, a clean pair of shoes in your vehicle. Thank God. So i, I stay home if you're worried about the mud and grit. No, you have more character than that. Bring you an extra pair of shoes and slip them on. And don't, listen, don't stay in the house of God. Amen. I'm not talking to sinners. I'm talking to, I'm talking to church members. Can I get an eight man right there and take care of the house of God? But that's a side message. I just wanted to give that. It won't cost you nothing. It's absolutely free. I promise. Amen. But what I'm telling you tonight is this. When it comes to the house of God, it takes people. The right kind of people. There's got to be somebody or someone's coming in uh, uh, that said, oh God, we need you. God, I know it's Wednesday night, uh, uh, but would you move? uh, Would you speak to my heart? uh, Hey, if you've had a long day, you know what'll make a long day real good uh, is if God talks to you in this service. uh, If he says something personal to you uh, and you've made the effort to be here, uh, it takes the right people. Amen. Amen. Young people, cherish these Wednesday nights. Cherish these youth choir times that you sing. Give it all you got, and I believe you do, but give it all you got. Come to church praying and asking God to do something. It takes the the right kind of people. Look at the people in this text. I mean when you think about Peter he had a first ministry. Every time you read I think four different times in the gospels of the names of the apostles are mentioned and Peter's always at the first of the top of the list. Think about the mountain of transfiguration. It was not James, John and Peter. It was not John, James and Peter but it was Peter, James and John. Whenever they went in the garden of Gethsemane the Bible did not say that it was John, James and Peter or James, John and Peter but the Bible says it was Peter, James and John now Peter said a lot of things he shouldn't have said, we understand that but Peter had a first ministry on the day of Pentecost, it was Peter that stood and proclaimed and preached that day I'm just saying these men had different ministries, James and John both had a fiery ministry, remember they wanted to call fire down from heaven uh, and consume that crowd uh, that wouldn't accept Jesus uh, and Jesus had to straighten them out, uh, Philip had a fruitful ministry, he went and won that Ethiopian eunuch uh, and he preached the. Mary and the whole city got right with God. Uh, Thomas, poor old Thomas, uh, he had a feeble ministry, but thank God he had one, amen? Uh, I mean, he was feeble, uh, but thank God he still had faith uh, and he served God. Uh, uh, Different men had different ministry. Bartholomew, Matthew, James, Simon, and Judas, they all had a following ministry. What I'm telling you tonight is each one of us are different individuals, but it takes everybody to have a prayer meeting. I'm telling you, it takes it. Can you imagine tonight? It wouldn't matter if John the Baptist was the pastor of this church. If there wasn't somebody here, we'd be lacking, wouldn't we? It takes everybody. You say, well, I'm insignificant. I'm nobody. No, you have a place on the pew, and you're here tonight. Uh, and there's some that cannot be here. I understand uh, that's due to sickness. But think about those people that are always here, that are not here tonight. I'm telling you, in just a moment, you can think about somebody that's not here tonight that never misses uh, unless something is going on. Uh, and tonight, we miss them. We know they're not here. Their presence is missed. Uh, I'm telling you, everybody is important. Uh, it takes the right people. Amen. Then I'll say tonight, it takes a right purpose. Look at verse 14. The Bible said, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication. Their purpose, notice it was steadfast. They continued. When they didn't hear nothing, when they didn't see nothing, and when they still didn't know nothing, they continued. That's what you have to do about Wednesday nights. You bring your children all through their, 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 their adolescent years, and, and you bring them as you raise them up. And, and you know, sometimes it's, uh, listen, sometimes it's an effort to get them there on Wednesday night. And you look at that and you say, well, you know, sometimes you wonder, does it really matter if, I, if, I, if we miss a service here and we miss a service there? We just take occasion because we just want to miss. And is it really going to matter? What's really happening on those Wednesday nights in their life? Oh, there's a lot happening. And I'll tell you the greatest thing that happens in their life and happens in all of our life is when we're steadfast. continuing the purpose is steadfast you see when you just keep going through the doors week in and week out when you just keep going to church week in and week out oh there's things we see happen we see people get right with God we remember these certain services where God does something but God is not just looking at that particular service you have to look at the long haul because God sees the big picture keeping your children and keeping your family in the house of God three times a week on a regular basis you will not know and I will not know until we get to eternity the pitfalls of life that we missed uh, the snares that we were delivered from, uh, the times that Satan would have took us down a different road uh, but thank God we continued uh, we were steadfast uh, we just kept on going uh, and it paid off in the end, Amen. amen their purpose was shared, notice this these, notice they all continued with one accord Well, that doesn't sound like a Baptist church, does it? Every one of them have the same mindset. Let's all pull in the same direction. I want to tell you something tonight, and I know I'm preaching to the choir again. That's why it's so important that we do what Ephesians 3 says, we endeavor to keep the unity, the bond of peace amongst the saints. It's why it's so important that I don't say anything negative about anybody else in this church to you in any way. It's why it's important that I do not gossip. That I do not be the... You know, some people stir division up and then they step away from it. You ever seen that? Here's what they do. They, they'll they stir the pot and then they go run and hide and let somebody else, you know, get all the mud on them. Oh, I'm plowing right now, ain't I? I done treed me Listen, I done treed a big one and I know it. Oh, they, they'll they work behind the scenes they're so good at doing stuff so that if anything ever comes up they can always they always have this oh I didn't mean it that. no I didn't mean that oh we know exactly what you meant I'm going to tell you something tonight it's so important that we distance ourselves from those kind of people we pray for them we love them you said, brother Gradley, they're in the church yeah shaking their hand and running like they got leprosy is what I say Say I don't like it it's because you're probably one of those people I'm preaching to right now. I'm going to tell you why I'm so dogmatic about that more now than I've ever been because it is so important that we keep our church in perfect unity. No we're not all perfect no we don't all agree on everything and no we don't all do right. We all don't do right. From beginning from from the pulpit to the back pew no we don't all none of us if one should mark iniquity tonight, who could stand in this building? Not a one of We'd all have to take our seat. But if I hear something, I'm not going to say anything. I don't even know why I'm preaching this, but I think you know it's in the text. But I mean, I'm saying it for a reason, I'm sure. It's so important we, we endeavor. That word endeavor means to do your dead level best to keep unity. Why is that so important? I'm going to tell you why we need a place to worship we need a church I'm telling you in 2023 I can look past, no, I'm not talking about dropping the standard and convictions but I can look past a whole lot of petty things to have a church because there's a lot of places tonight they're just hulls. that's all they are skeleton crews with no touch and no power And people drying up on the vine. And I tell you, we come in here tonight. I'm not scolding. I want you to know I'm encouraging you. We come in here tonight and we got young people that will sing, And we got mamas and daddies sitting out there. You will bring your children to a church. I tell you, God's been good to us, hasn't he? I'm telling you uh, if you'll over I'll tell you this is how I feel about it. if you'll overlook my mistakes and overlook my imperfections i tell you what I'll overlook yours I'm not talking about covering sin up you know better than that I'm just talking about you're not perfect I'm not perfect I'm willing hey I'm willing to look over some things in life uh, mistakes that people make and past things uh, I think if you're willing to do that hey if we'll show mercy on each other and forgive one another, God he'll just bless every one of us he'll bless our socks off if we'll just say you know what this thing's all about it's all about him It's about making much of Jesus. It's about going to church and worshiping with my family. It's about the preacher preaching the word of God, not his opinion, not his theology, not what he believes, but what that blessed old book says. It's about me having a place in 2023 where I can come on a Wednesday night and still feel the breeze of heaven pass over my soul. I'm telling you, I feel so good right now. God's good, hallelujah. I'm talking about an old-fashioned prayer meeting. It's worth looking over the petty things. A lie. Yeah. If young people face any alt against each other, then you be the Christian tonight to go to that person and say, "Forgive me." That's right. You make sure everybody's friends. You make sure there's no clicks. You make sure there's no division. You don't make sure, to, hey, you kill, you kill out the BFF syndrome. Amen. Uh, listen, we got enough big fat folks. Amen. Uh, you go ahead uh, and listen, you just say everybody's my friend. Everybody. Uh, there's nobody going to be excluded. Uh, there's nobody going to be pushed aside. Uh, uh, listen, you go ahead uh, and you make everything right with everybody you can. Uh, I'm telling you because days are coming, friend, uh, when we're going to have to, to lock arms together and we're going to, have to get on our knees. I'm telling you, the tide is rising in this hour, and the only hope in a dark world is the salt of the earth, the light of the world, and I still want to have an old-fashioned church in these last days. Hallelujah. And we got to keep the purpose right, isn't that right? Prayer and supplication. I'm going to close here. The purpose. Well, supplication, the word supplication means to a humble appeal or request. Supplication always has a request in it. And it usually is considered kneeling down in prayer and earnest plea. That's what supplication is. We We need to plead earnestly, don't we? And their purpose was strength. Notice the word prayer. Prayer is... engulfs all types of praying but generally speaking it's communication and thanksgiving to God. In other words when I'm praying or you're praying and we're just praying along and saying Lord just want to come to you and tell you uh, that I love you and I want to thank you for the blessings thank you for uh, the church thank you for this and thank you for that and, and we're communicating with God that's prayer. But When we get to that place whether in that prayer or maybe it's a specific time where we fall on our knees and say Lord I mean we pour our heart out over a specific something a supplication. Paul said in Ephesians 6 and verse 18 praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching there too with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Prayer is both the thermometer and the thermostat of the local church. For the spiritual temperature either goes up or down depending on how God's people pray. John Bunyan, the author of Pilgrim's Progress said this, prayer is a shield to the soul, a sacrifice to God and a scourge to Satan. And Tonight, the great powerful prayer meeting that we read about in Acts 2 was led up by just a simple prayer meeting. A simple prayer meeting, just a Small crowd faithfully gathering on a regular basis in the same place at the same time, waiting for a promise to come. And tonight, that's what we've done, isn't it? Same place, same crowd, we've come together just at the same time, just in order, waiting for the promise to come. You know, one of the last things, Miss Sheila, if you'll come tonight, one of the last things. That George Mueller did. He lived to be, I believe Mueller lived to be 92 years old, if if my memory serves me correctly. He died in, in 1898. I think the date that he died was either March the 10th or March the 14th of 1898. He pastored the same church for 66 years. And the last thing that George Mueller did, he read through his Bible over 200 times. But the last thing that Mueller did was he held a Wednesday night prayer meeting. The next morning, they always had tea at 7 o'clock and they went up the next morning at 7 o'clock knocked on his door to bring him his tea and there was no answer. And so they waited an hour, went back and knocked again and there was no answer. And finally, uh, just embarrassed, they, they said, but they finally said, we've got to open the door. And they opened the door and there was Mueller beside his bed. Many say that he died praying. You know, tonight...